0: On this All Saints Day special of Come Pray With Me, we will be exploring Sedlec Ossuary, nicknamed the Bone Church. Sedlec Ossuary is a world-famous church located in Kutna Ora in the Czech Republic. It got its nickname because it's decorated in real human bones. My guest today is the church's manager, Radka Krici. She will be teaching us about the history of the church as well as the state of the church today.
1: Welcome to the show, it's wonderful to have you on. Thank you very much. So my first uh, question for you is, um, how did uh, Sedlec ossuary become decorated in uh, bones and what led to this?
2: It's actually quite a big question with not really a simple answer. Uh, answering this question is uh, meaning meaning uh, go back to the history, uh, to the 12th century, when 12 sisters and monks uh, were invited to today's sedlets. Uh, the noble, who was uh, the owner of the land in here, decided to give the land uh, to sisters in um, order. You don't know why he has decided to choose sisters in order. But but the fact is uh, that they came here uh, somewhere after 1142. And they started to build a monastery quite slowly. And um, in the 13th or 14th century, the monastery became very rich because uh, they uh, rent a land uh, for silver mining. And also whole Kutná Hora started to be quite a big city uh, comparing to today's Kutnahora, uh, Hora. in the 13th or 14th century has uh, inhabitants around 100,000 people. Today it's just 25, so it's uh, quite a um, huge difference. And comparing uh, to, to Prague in uh, the 13th or 14th century, uh, it was triple because Prague was uh, around 15,000. And of course, uh, in Kuta, Gutná Hora, those days, people were not just living, but also dying. And all these people were, of course, Christians. And they wanted to be buried in a Christian cemetery. And the only cemetery, uh, when, when it comes to Christian uh, faith, was in Sedlitz. So that's why the cemetery here in Sedlitz was was huge. It was around three and a half hectares. Uh, so, when there was a need to downsize the cemetery in the end of 14th century, uh, there was a question what to do with the bones from uh, the abolished, uh, abolished graves. And that's why uh, the Cemetery Church of All Saints with the ossuary was, uh, was built. We don't know when exactly, we don't know the date, it was probably somewhere Mm, in the in the, let's say in the first half of 14th century but we don't know it exactly and it's actually two floors uh, gothic church uh, the bottom the bottom chapel was um, supposed uh, to be used for uh, storing the bones and the upper, upper chapel was uh, supposed to be used for masses and mm, when it comes to your your questions uh, or how your question how did the church come to be decorated um, the first uh, let's say attempt is connected to a legend uh, uh, and um, the legend is about a half-blind monk and according to legend he started to design six uh, big pyramids from the bones and when he finished his job, uh, he got his eyesight back, but uh, we think it's just uh, a legend. Uh, the written truth is that the first who started the decoration was architect uh, uh, Jan Blažej Santin and He is considered to be the author of the main idea which expressed the spirit of baroque piety and the principles of the baroque aesthetics. In the 19th century, uh, the church uh, was purchased uh, purchased by the noble family of Schwarzenbergs. And they invited, uh, somewhere before 1870, um, Mr. Františekrind. And uh, he renovated and complemented the original decoration. So he composed um, like additional bow decorations, uh, such as the chandelier in the center of the bottom chapel or the Schwarzenberg coat of arms. And he is the author of uh, today's Sedlat ossuary, let's say.
1: That's a really fascinating history, especially considering all of the different legends behind it. Now, does Sedlek ossuary still operate as a church? And if so, what are the
2: services there like? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, for a believing Christian, the ossuary is still a sacred space intended uh, primarily for prayer. Um, The Oswari is is used uh, for um, Masses twice a year. It's the Feast of All Saints, which is 1st November, and also is the title of the Church, and also 2nd of November, uh, when we celebrate the Holy Mass for all all faithful dead souls. Um, And in addition, Occasional services of rather private nature are held in the church, for example, like anniversary of uh, priesthood ordination or anniversary of marriage. But for uh, these kind of um, anniversaries, we usually use the upper chapel, not the bottom chapel.
1: Okay, so what's the um, difference between the upper and
2: bottom chapel? Mm-hmm. Uh, the bone chapel is, as I said before, uh, used for storing the bones, so that's the ossuary. And the upper chapel, uh, there are no bones at all. It's just place for masses, so it's like ordinary chapel, ordinary church.
1: Okay, and uh, said like ossuary is Catholic. So how has the church's Catholic faith?
2: influenced it throughout its history? Uh, the building or church was built from the very beginning as a Catholic shrine. And we have no evidence that is, uh, it has ever been used differently in a history. The centuries have left um, layers of aesthetics or, uh, and piety on the church. And sometimes it's quite difficult to fully understand them. But the basics uh, don't change. Uh, faith in God. Respect for a man who is a sacred creation according to the Bible, only man was created by God. For. And um, by dying, man doesn't disappear from the field of view of God. Uh, the immortal thing about um, man, the soul, is accepted by God, and the body is respectfully stored uh, in the bottom chapel. So, um, uh, we consider the current situation when the ossuary is perceived uh, as, a let's say, curiosity or just a touristic place, uh, rather than a sacred space, uh, is an uh, unfortunate uh, mistake. And uh, we would like to, to change it a little bit back to the like, shrine or back to the place for prayer and for, for masses. But of course it's quite a uh, tough work in front of us.
1: That's very true, so what does the phrase memento mori mean and what is its significance to
2: Sedlak ossuary? Um, memento mori means uh, remember your death, uh, in other words what we are you will become and what you are we once were. So, we all die once and this place should remind you this fact. And the message should also help us to understand the symbolism of the ossuary, its space, and the decoration. And it's also the idea of the equality of all people before God.
1: That's a very beautiful sentiment, and I think that's something that we should all take time to remember in our lives regardless of whatever we're going through, and I definitely appreciate that as someone who uh, recently lost a family member. So of course, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Sedlec Ossuary is famous worldwide, and it's one of the most visited spots by tourists in all of the Czech Republic. So how has its fame impacted the church?
2: Uh, very much. <laughs> we of course are very happy to welcome welcome so many tourists from all around the world in the church, but uh, not everybody understands the place and the decoration and the message. Some people, some visitors, just see the ossuary as a museum or some kind of fear castle, which is not. Uh, it's still a functional Roman Catholic church, surrounded by functional cemetery. And uh, it's also a mass grave of our ancestors. And um, not all the visitors respect that, and not all the visitors behave like that. So what we had to do in 2019 was um, a ban of uh, photoshooting, uh, because some visitors were absolutely crazy. They were trying to get the best possible picture, uh, they were able to touch the, the bones and the skulls, they were able to kiss them, to lick them, to rearrange them, uh, just to get the best possible photo uh, and to publish it on a social media. So when we uh, did the analyze after 2019 season, we were absolutely shocked and we decided to than the photo, and um, I think we did the right thing because uh, nowadays people behave much in, in much better way. There are no selfie sticks, uh, no like um, uh, crazy people just shooting. Uh, they are much more respectful. But on the other hand, just n- not to complain only, <laughs> um, the tourism helps us to finance the reconstruction of the ossuary. So we are very thankful to each and every paying tourist uh, because of them, we are able to protect the church and save it for like another generation. So thanks, big thanks to everybody who is coming and uh, who is respecting the the place. And who is not respecting, we are trying to make it clear that this is not a place where they should behave like that
1: that's very true and don't worry you're not complaining that's horrendous behavior and that's never okay to do you know even if it wasn't a holy place you still don't just like go somewhere and act like that and it kind of reminds me about how they had to shut down um machu picchu and stop people from mm-hmm. visiting because people were like doing graffiti and leaving a bunch of trash you mm-hmm. know and just acting like really crazy, you know, so I hope that, um, you know, you're getting all of that under control because there's a lot of people who want to visit these places, but they respect the meaning behind it and they respect the history and, you know, they should still have the chance to do that and appreciate that. And I think, you know, the whole world should know about you all and, and the work you do. It's its definitely an important part mm-hmm. of history and just an important part of
2: uh, our life and the human condition in a way. Yeah, thank you for your words. Um, you know, we were not facing, we were just facing the, the fact of um, kissing, licking and uh, doing crazy videos, but also people were able to steal um, skulls or bones. So, yeah, as, as you said about Machu Picchu, we were facing the same problems. Uh, the trash, people not behaving, people are sitting on the on graves uh, having a sandwich or a cigarette. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a crazy word, uh, world we are living in. And we all need to understand that, um, you know, we should behave in a little bit better way not just stealing bones and taking crazy pictures or having a sandwich whenever you want to and uh, and uh, uh, leave your garbage whenever you want to we should be respectful not to each other but also to the places and to our you know planet earth we are living in so yeah
1: absolutely I couldn't agree more and some of this is just like I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that people would do this, especially like the stealing of of human remains. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that's just kind of throwing me for a loop here but yeah no that's absolutely not okay and that's one -hmm. of the worst tourist things
2: I've ever heard. But it's it's a true truth, you know, uh, thing. It's a truth story. It's not a legend. Unfortunately, this really happened. So yeah, for example, last December uh, we got um, uh, some some box, and I was supposed to open it, so I did it. And inside the box, which came from um, uh, Netherlands, there was a bone. <laughs> which was stolen in the 90s in our ossuary and there was also a letter uh, which was saying uh, I'm, I'm very sorry when I was young I was visiting your ossuary and I decided to steal a bone and now I'm a grown-up a man and uh, I feel very, very sorry for doing this so I decided to to post it back to you and I'm, I'm very sorry for that so these things are really happening in our in our ossuary world, unfortunately,
1: yeah. I'm glad at least this man decided to return it, but I still (laughs) don't understand what would compel you to take that in the first place, because it's not like a a little rock or something, that's a bone from someone's body, somebody that was alive at one point, it's someone's family member. and. It's just like, oh, souvenir, I'll take that. Like, I'm so,
2: I don't, I don't get much. Yeah, this is what we are facing here in the Ossuary and it, it makes us very, very unhappy and very sad. Um, this place is so fascinating for so many people and as I said, not so many visitors understand the place properly. Uh, there are many people uh, who like um, adore uh, satanistic things and uh, ghosts and and so on. and they come to the ossuary for this kind of feeling. And it's not. And it's quite difficult to to you know explain to them that this is still functional, a Roman Catholic Church. It's not a fear, fear castle, it's not a ghost castle, it's not a satanistic shrine, nothing like that. But yeah, this place is um, fascinating for for different kind of people and we need to face that.
1: Absolutely. So recently Sedlek Ossuary has gone under reconstruction. Could you tell us a little bit more about how this reconstruction is going and the importance of protecting the church?
2: Um, The reconstruction is going really slowly. The whole church was in uh, really bad condition. Uh, The biggest worry for us uh, were static problems and high humidity in the bottom chapel. In other words, uh, if you didn't start the reconstruction, the whole church could have have, uh, completely disappeared in a few years. The reconstruction started in 2014 and now, let's say, after seven years of, of work, we can, we can say that we are still not even in the middle of the reconstruction works. But on the other hand, um, we should be proud and, and happy what's already completed. Uh, there are new trusses, a roof, uh, renovated trusses, and also a large part of uh, bone decoration is already renovated. Um, and all work is financed only from tourism revenues. And until today, we had to invest more than 70 million Czech crowns, which is almost three and a half million US dollars. And as I said, we are still in, not in the middle. So there are more investment investments um, in front of us. Uh, and it's um, today when the pandemic situation uh, change the world completely and also the tourism completely it's a big worry for us if you'll be able to um, to, to uh continue with the works and to uh continue with the harmonogram we, we we have planned but um yeah we we are optimistic uh and we hope we'll be let's say, finish with all the works until 2013. But we'll see. It depends on the situation.
1: Absolutely. I hope it all goes well. Is there any other way that people can support the church, even if they're not able to go there directly?
2: Um, actually, it's not really. Um, we decided to do it uh, this way. Because, as our priest says, uh, we decided to buy freedom. And we want to do it, um, in, let's say, in our way. And that's, that's uh, the best possible way we can do it. We can choose uh, the right um, uh, partners. We can choose the, the dates. We can choose the way how to save it and how to protect it and how to do it what materials um, to choose, and, and so on. So he's a very wise man. It was his decision not to use any funds or grants or European money or whatever. Uh, he decided to do it this way, because uh, he believes that if we do it uh, like that today, uh, we'll be able to, to say loud that we are actually saving the, the, the ossuary for another two hundred years. So, uh, the best way how to help us is just to spread uh, a word about us all around the world, that we are here and we are in the middle of really expensive reconstruction and that we need the money uh, and we don't use any kind of uh, external money. So. And when the world is uh, back in the normal, just to come to visit us. So, that's the best possible way and yeah, just to say, just maybe tell us that uh, the way how we decided to do it is the right way.
1: Do you have any prayers you would like to share with us today?
2: Uh, We usually try to pray for the buried here during the visits. Uh, give them a light rest, all may they rest in peace. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Did you have anything else you'd like to discuss?
2: No, I would like to thank you for inviting me here. And yeah, I wish you all the best. And of course, I'd like to invite all the people from all around the world to Sedas so Osuari because it's it's just uh, so fantastic and so unique. And uh, it's a place where you can just, um, just be.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show and for meeting with me. It was wonderful to have you on. And I can't say enough how much I appreciate all of the work you and the church do, and it's definitely been really uh, healing for me. So I just want you to know that you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. You too.
0: I find the message of Sedlak Osireri more poignant now than ever. With so many of us losing our loved ones to COVID, it's important to develop a healthy relationship with death. Too often, we try to sweep it under the rug and act as if it's taboo and not to be talked about at all costs, but death is a part of life. Granted, it's not an easy part or a fun part, but it's just as natural as breathing. Having lost someone recently to COVID, I can relate to that sentiment of memento mori and remembering the dead, but... I think there will always be that struggle to try to find the balance with both remembering them and their death, but also remembering their life and how they lived and to be able to look back on those moments, not with anger or sadness or confusion, but with a sense of appreciation that they were here for us for the moment that they were alive. As challenging as it may be, it's important to still find spots of beauty, even in the worst possible situations. And that's what I'm reminded of when I think of Sidlak Ostuary. One of the other theories about why the church is covered in human bones relates back to the Black Plague. There were so many people everywhere that were sick and that were dying, and they didn't have anywhere to put the bodies so they took that and then made that into artwork and they immortalized these people forever in this art and the fact that they were able to find so much beauty and this sense of hope and renewal in the face of death is really inspiring to just to see this tragedy totally transformed. I think regardless of what you believe in or what's going on in your life, we can all learn from the message of Sedlick Ossuary. No matter what's going on or what you're going through, there's always a way to find moments of beauty or hope in the face of adversity, no matter how bleak things might seem.